the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning. Seven minutes after the hour, nine o'clock. Glad to have you with us on this Monday morning, the 16th morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord, 2021. And I'm going to start this day uh, just by a very short commemoration. It's a glorious, glorious day in uh, in my life. Uh, it is the day of the 20th anniversary of the birth of my first child, my beautiful, beautiful, intelligent, wonderful daughter, Jade, and happy 20th birthday. I cannot believe your teenage years are gone already, but I am so excited to see what your future holds. So happy birthday to my daughter, Jaden. And uh, that's about as high as the point is going to get today, quite frankly. That's as high of a point as we're going to find, because most of everything else that we are talking about today involves the disaster that the United States is becoming under the leadership of Joe Biden and congressional Democrats. And yes, that comes by way of Afghanistan, of all places. We're going to talk in depth about that this morning. Coming up at 9.48, Jim Jordan will join us to talk about it. He's already been on uh, Fox News with Maria Bartiromo yesterday. I'll give you some clips of that. Uh, Afghanistan is a full-on disaster. There are American lives in serious jeopardy there. There are the lives of Afghani citizens who helped America when we went in 20 years ago after uh, the Afghan uh, participation by way of the Taliban in the planning and the carrying out the staging of the attack on our country on September 11, 2001. Uh, we went in. Uh, in order to do a job. That job was su- successful to a large extent. <clears throat> a lot of high-value al-Qaeda operatives were arrested, detained, many of them killed, many of them sent to Gitmo. But over the course of the last 20 years, differing attitudes about the way we treat those people have prevailed. During the eight years of the Obama administration, high-value Taliban detainees at Guantanamo Bay were re- released, were traded 
in exchange to, for for getting people uh, like um, uh, uh, Bo Bergdahl, the American trader, released. Um, some absolutely mystifying decisions about national security and about how we handle the reformation, the potential reformation of terror groups like al-Qaeda under the leadership and guidance of the Taliban once they control that country. Um, it, it just It's just mind-boggling. And now the Biden administration has indeed bungled this, uh, this withdrawal of our troops from Afghanistan after 20 years. And by the way, I am not ignorant of the fact that the past president, the last president, President Trump also wanted the troops withdrawn from Afghanistan. But there's a difference between wanting it done and getting it done right. And what we have watched here is the biggest bungling of a withdrawal from a from a foreign country with which we had been at war since Vietnam. And yes, there were a lot of high, prom, high, high, very knowledgeable and high-ranking and prominent people making the comparison of the withdrawal from Kabul to the withdrawal from Saigon as the North Vietnamese Army approached, as they swept in, uh, trying to get Americans and those who supported Americans out. It's very, very reminiscent of what we are watching right now as the Taliban sweeps across the Afghani countryside and, yes, takes over Kabul, putting America's embassy there in serious jeopardy and putting anybody who has ever aided or assisted the Americans in the effort to bring about a democratic uh, government controlling Afghanistan or rather the people of Afghanistan being allowed to control themselves with a democratic government as opposed to the Taliban and its Sharia law imposing uh, dictatorship. So we're going to get into all of that. Jim Jordan will join us at 948 this morning, and I look forward to hearing from you as well at 216-901-0945, We'll uh, begin with the top news of the day, which, of course, is the Afghanistan mess, after we pause for our Pledge of Allegiance. Let's start our show, as we always do, with patriotism. Please stand. If you have a flag nearby, face it. If you do not, at least put your hand over your heart and join us in the pledge. Liberal Democrats... Uh, need not apply. We understand how you feel. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. A lot of people are comparing what's going on in Kabul, Afghanistan right now. Well, all over Afghanistan, but particularly the taking of Kabul, the capital of Afghanistan, because of the, uh, you know, uh, because of the uh, Taliban and the American embassy there and people just begging to get out before it is swept over by those uh, opposing forces. The comparison to getting out of Saigon before the North Vietnamese army arrived and started taking prisoners and doing Lord knows what uh, to the opposition forces. Um, Minority Whip, House Republican Minority Whip Steve Scalise kind of lays it out pretty well here and did so on CBS's Face the Nation. You and your House colleagues just received a briefing from the Secretaries of State and Defense what did they tell you, and are you confident that all U.S. diplomats are going to be able to get out of Afghanistan safely? 
Well, during the call, you actually had events still continuing to unfold. And so uh, in real time, we were seeing things on social media that they weren't really talking about on the call. But uh, it's a very dire situation when you see the United States Embassy being evacuated. In fact, you just had President Biden a few days ago saying you wouldn't see helicopters evacuating the embassy like Saigon. And yet here we are. This is this is President Biden's Saigon moment. And unfortunately, it was very predictable uh, it seems like many in President Biden's intelligence community got this devastatingly wrong. And I think a lot of questions will be asked later about why just weeks ago they were saying something completely different than what we're seeing on the ground today in, Af- in Afghanistan. President Biden's Saigon moment was completely predictable, says Minority Whip <clears throat> Steve Scalise. And so does just about everybody except Joe Biden. I want you to listen to this series of clips from just last month. We're talking not ancient history. We're talking July. We're talking like four, five, six weeks ago. Joe Biden asked about his planned withdrawal from Afghanistan, the remaining 2,500 or so U.S. troops who were working there with Afghan security forces to make sure that the nation did not fall into the hands of the terrorist-supporting Taliban. Joe Biden had no earthly idea what was coming. Everybody else did. But listen. Is the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. Why? Because you have the Afghan troops have 300,000 well-equipped, as well-equipped as any army in the world, and an Air Force against something like 75,000 Taliban. It is not inevitable. Mr. President, thank you very much. Your own intelligence community has assessed that the Afghan government will likely collapse. That is not true. Is it, can you please clarify what they have told you about whether that will happen or not? That is not true. They, so did, not, they didn't, did not reach that conclusion. So what is the level of confidence that they have that it will not collapse? The Afghan government and leadership has to come together. They clearly have the capacity to sustain the government in place. And do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. Zero. What you had is you had entire brigades breaking through the gates of our embassy. Six, if I'm not mistaken. The Taliban is not the, South, the North Vietnamese Army. They're not, they're not remotely comparable in terms of capability. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of an embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comparable. So the question now is, where do they go from here? That, the jury is still out. But the likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Today is August 16th. Those remarks were made on July 8th. We're talking five weeks ago. How is it possible for anyone to be more incorrect, more upside down, on his estimation of the situation than what you just heard. Literally everything he said was wrong. 
And even when a reporter said, you know, your own intelligence agencies say it won't be long before the entire Afghani government collapses. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. I mean, it reminds me of Eddie Murphy doing Mr. T in uh, in uh, in a stand-up comedy comedy routine. Uh, you know, it, I think it was Mr. T. Anyway, he was imitating somebody, and and the response was just supposed to be, "No, it wasn't. wasn't me. No, I didn't. Wasn't me. Uh, it, it was provable. It was easily provable. I won't get into the details of the joke because it's rather vulgar, but it was provable. No, it wasn't me. Well." Mr. President, I have the quotes here from your own intelligence agencies saying that Afghanistan, if you withdraw the remaining troops under the circumstances and at the time that you are planning them now, Afghanistan is going to fall to the uh, to the uh, Taliban. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't say that. Um, I have it right here. Nope. You're wrong. Okay, well, then what is going to happen? Well, you heard him. No circ- under no circumstances will our... Choppers be needing to rescue people from the roof of the embassy. Guess what's happening right now? Exactly that. An American transport jet landed in Kabul, and as its wheels touched down on the runway, they were swarmed by American citizens, by Afghani citizens who had been loyal to the American cause and thus the cause of freedom and democracy in that land. In other words, they defied the Taliban. They're running. They're flocking to the jet. It's still moving, and they're climbing on the wings. They're literally running alongside it, begging to get on board to get evacuated from a nation that is going to be barbaric in its retribution, in in its revenge for these individuals daring to cross the Taliban. I'm not saying the situation there is dire, Okay, I'm saying the situation there is dire. It is literally life and death. And anybody and everybody who knows anything about the Taliban and their Sharia laws, their extraordinarily violent, cruel treatment of women and and girls in particular, but just about anybody who crosses them knows that the situation is beyond life and death. It's, it's life and then torture before death. For anybody who dared to help the United States, and yes, that would include American citizens who are still stuck there because Joe Biden decided it was smarter to pull everybody out before, all of the troops out, before getting the civilians <clears throat> working in the U.S. Embassy out. Not to mention, again, thousands of Afghanis who worked with and for us for the last 20 years. I mean, this is, this is more than just an embarrassment. This is an abject failure on the com- part of the commander-in-chief to accurately foresee what was coming and take steps with his expert commanders, analysts, secretaries, etc. to plan for what is to follow. I'll be honest with you. Forget about the border. Forget about what's happened to inflation. Forget about what's happened to our economy. Forget about what what is happening with COVID-19. There are impeachable offenses in each of those particular national issues right now committed by the Biden administration. But none of them apply here. Joe Biden could be impeached on this issue alone. Forget about all of the others. 
as commander-in-chief for this man to be so completely unaware of the circumstances on the ground in, in, a, in a battle zone, in a war zone, where we have been fighting in some du- direct capacity or indirect capacity for 20 years, for him to be so oblivious to the nature of the enemy, to the strength and security forces of the actual government that the United States was helping to prop up, for him to be so incredibly wrong, put so many lives in danger, that's an impeachable offense on its own. Jim Jordan was on yesterday, as I mentioned, with Maria, Maria Bartiromo. He lays it out pretty well. Well, I think the first thing is, why is Joe Biden on vacation? Uh, I, I don't think he's taken one question from the press this entire weekend. Uh, so this is, this is a frightening situation. It's an embarrassing situation for the United States. But uh, I think, frankly, it's not surprising. I mean, t- Maria, tell me, tell me what this administration has done right in their first eight months on the job. We got inflation like crazy. We got a crisis on the border, which we're going to talk about. We, we now have this uh, this unbelievable mess in, in foreign policy. We have an economy that's not where it needs to be, and and, and crime surging in every major urban area. We had 12 murders in, in Chicago two weekends ago. So tell me what they've done right. This is, as I said, it's embarrassing. It's frightening. It's we've never seen anything this this crazy in foreign policy probably since since back in Vietnam uh, when when we had to get people out at the last minute as well. So uh, let's hope we can we can protect American lives, but. This would not happen. This would not happen if President Trump was in the White House. We know that. We would not be treated the way we are from our, from our adversaries. We would not have what took place up in Anchorage, Alaska a few months ago, where Secretary Blinken was tre- treated the way he was by his Chinese counterpart. That just would not happen when you project strength and confidence from the White House. But unfortunately, we don't have that today. That, those words, that, that's exactly correct. That is exactly correct. When you project weakness from the White House, from the Pentagon, you are going to get this type of result. The Taliban just running wild, not not caring one whit for what the United States might do in response because they have already expressed their desire to get out and not bother them anymore. It's weakness. When you project strength, when you project power, and they don't know what you're going to do next, that's when you keep them at bay. That's how you keep them at bay. It's what we have done for 20 years. It's what we did during the four years of the Trump administration. And even though Trump has said he wanted to get the remaining troops out of Afghanistan as well, it had to be done in the correct way. And it had to be done with the security force left behind to make sure that the embassy was protected and to make sure that the Afghan, the actual Afghan uh, defense forces who battled the Taliban were not going to tuck tail and run to make sure that they had a strategy in place to hold off the 75,000 Taliban, to make sure that they wouldn't give away America's weaponry that we gave to them for their own defense and end up giving it away and surrendering it to the Taliban itself. Joe Biden is a disaster. And his disastrous leadership is going to get the United States, put the United States, in an almost untenable position. And Americans are going to die as a result. Impeachment is more than warranted just by this response to the Afghanistan situation alone. All right, I've got a lot more for you, including an unbelievable story of CNN. Having a, I don't know, 
a flashback to a time when they actually believed in journalism. CNN actually practicing journalism on this issue. I'm going to share some of that with you as we continue, because it's important. It lets you know how bad the Biden administration is really handling something when CNN actually does journalism and asks difficult questions of the Biden administration. More coming up on AM 1420 The Answer. Okay, it's 929. I won't be able to give you the full CNN starting to practice journalism again until after the bottom of the hour news, but I'll give you a small taste of it. Here. Where, where is the president? You know, why, why isn't he communicating fulsomely to the American people? The president has been deeply engaged in all of the policy conversations and in this situation as it evolves in real time. We have uh, met with the president and his entire national security team uh, daily, often multiple times a day. That's going to continue uh, again today. Uh, the president has spoken to this issue a number of times in, in recent weeks. He, we he has not looked, John, totally different story than a few weeks ago, right? I mean, why isn't he out there now? Kabul fell yesterday. Where is the president? Kabul fell yesterday. Where is the president? This question, again, coming from CNN. You know you are in a national disaster when it comes to the Biden administration, and CNN has turned on you. It doesn't get worse than that. More after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. two sides to every story there's the mainstream media side and then there's the truth you are experiencing the truth the bob france authority on am 1420 the answer okay 936 don't forget i've got jim jordan coming up in about 12 minutes so i'm going to use this time to get uh, a, a, a lot of very important audio to you so that you can understand exactly what's going on and as i said a few moments ago you know it is a disaster in the making for a Democratic administration, the Biden administration, when the left-wing media, which normally carries the water for them every step of the way, turns on them and actually holds their feet to the fire. I just gave you this a couple of moments ago. I'll give you the rest of the clip. It's only a minute long. This is CNN's Brianna Keeler to uh, Joe Biden advisor Jonathan Feiner, who is a White House Deputy National Security Advisor. And as she asks him very directly, where is the president while Afghanistan is crumbling and the Taliban is overrunning it, putting Americans and American supporters in such danger where where is the president you know why why isn't he communicating fulsomely to the american people the president has been deeply engaged in all of the policy conversations and in this situation as it evolves in real time. We have uh, met with the president and his entire national security team uh, daily, often multiple times a day. That's going to continue uh, again today. Uh, the president has spoken to this issue a number of times in, in recent weeks. He, we he has he not looked, to it again. John, totally different story than a few weeks ago, right? I mean, why isn't he out there now? Kabul fell yesterday. Where is the president? Uh, I mean, again, uh, Brianna, the president has spoken to this extensively, and I expect that he will speak to it again soon. Soon. In the coming days, should we hear something from him today? Do you expect that? It seems like the moment demands that. 
I, I'm not going to get ahead of uh, both decision-making and announcements on this. All I can say at this point is that we expect the president again to address uh, the American people on Afghanistan, and as soon as we have more to say about that, we will. The answer to Brianna Keeler's question is on vacation. Joe Biden was on a weekend vacation to Camp David. Joe Biden is not engaged. Joe Biden has not spoken to this. Joe Biden has nothing to say about this. And again, it's terrible if the water-carrying liberal Democrats in the mainstream media are turning on the liberal Democrats running the country. Here's another example. Savannah Guthrie, one of the most despicable, unlikable liberals on all of national media, particularly to be on one of the networks on the Today Show, Savannah Guthrie actually holding another Biden administration's feet, uh, administration member's feet to the fire. Mr. Sullivan, if friends and foes alike are calling this withdrawal a fiasco, a debacle, and it is one that apparently the administration did not fully appreciate or see coming. Let me play you uh, some of what the president himself has said in the last Six weeks or so. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling None whatsoever. Zero. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. And yet that is precisely what we have seen over these last few days. How do you explain getting this so wrong? Well, first, Savannah, to be fair, the helicopter has been the mode of transport from our embassy to the airport for the last 20 years. But you know the larger that is, point. That is, it's not the that helicopter. Is how we move it's not the mechanism. Forth, so. No, no, it's to, the last-minute scramble. You know that. It's the last-minute scramble when the assurances from the president himself were, this was not what we were going to see. It is certainly the case that the speed with which cities fell uh, was much greater than anyone anticipated, including uh, the Afghans, uh, including uh, many of the analysts who looked hard at this problem. In other words, you and your president were absolutely clueless. The speed with which these cities fell was uh, was unanticipated. In other words, you had your heads up your rear ends because you did not expect any of this. You didn't prepare for it. You didn't plan. This is what I and so many other people have been saying over the course of the last, I don't know, year or so since, you know, the woke movement has struck national political leaders in addition to cultural, uh, educational and uh, employment leaders, meaning that when our Pentagon started to focus more on the pronouns that soldiers wanted to be you know to be referred to by than about military preparedness when our state department is more concerned about these ridiculous domestic cultural issues than they are about actually engaging uh in foreign relations and in foreign diplomacy then you know we're in for a disastrous run and that's exactly what we've got and i won't say when we elected joe biden because we didn't elect joe biden when Joe Biden was placed in his position of power, along with his cadre of absolutely incompetent people in his administration, in his, uh, in his um, uh, cabinet, when, when Joe Biden was put into that position, all of these situations were, were almost guaranteed. All of these disasters that we are seeing from a foreign diplomacy standpoint, 
a foreign, foreign uh, 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 policy standpoint, they were predictable. You knew this was going to happen because these... Joe Biden has been a disaster when it comes to foreign relations for virtually his entire career, and he used to sit on the Foreign Relations Committee in the United States Senate. Let me give you one more clip here because I have to clear room for Jim Jordan. But one more clip here of uh, another Pentagon correspondent, this one from the New York Times. Again, here's Mika Brzezinski from MSNBC or MSDNC and the New York Times, which is the print version of same. Uh, turning on Joe Biden. Well, we'll get to what went on in the White House leading up to this decision in just a moment. But, Helene, you've been covering the years of U.S. miscalculation as it pertains to Afghanistan. Why? Why does our engagement there continue to vex uh, the United States and its decisions? It's a really good question, Mika, and it has a long, complicated answer. But uh, one is that, uh, as Richard just mentioned, uh, Joe Biden for 20 years has sort of thought that he knew more about Afghanistan than any anybody else. He was in the you know Senate Foreign Relations Committee. He was uh, in the Obama White House where he he argued strongly in favor of a much reduced uh, uh, American footprint in Afghanistan and he was overruled by his president and he finally gets this chance now as president to do things the way he thought things should have been done all along. So in so many ways, this is completely on uh, President Biden. And This is completely on President Biden. Not on former President Trump, not on former President Obama, not on former President Bush. This disaster, this Saigon moment, is all on Joe Biden. You have MSNBC going after Biden. You have CNN going after Biden, you have the New York Times going after Biden. That's that's not possible. And yet here we sit listening to it all in real time. How big of a disaster do you have to be as a president to lose the support of the mainstream media whose mission it is to carry you? I just, you need to understand the scope of that. Their entire mission is to help the progressive agenda become advanced. It's one they share. So their goal, the mainstream media's goal, is to support Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, uh, AOC, Nancy Pelosi, and all the rest of their ridiculous, progressive, socialist, Marxist agenda. And when they turn on you, you know you've screwed it up big time. Worse than than anybody could ever have imagined. This is a national security disaster. It is an international diplomacy disaster. It shows weakness to the rest of the world. In every level, on every level. Militarily, diplomatically, internationally, this shows weakness and the Chicoms and the Russians and the Iranians are laughing their fool heads off right now, while at the same time licking their chops, knowing we are rife for the picking. We are absolutely in their crosshairs. Jim Jordan will join us to talk about this next on AM 1420, The Answer. 
free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, 949, we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. We're going to continue this discussion of uh, what's going on in uh, Kabul, what's going on in Afghanistan. Congressman Jim Jordan, Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative, the ranking uh, member of the House Judiciary Committee as well, joining us. Congressman, good morning, sir. Good morning, Bob. How are you today? Uh, I'm good. Thank you, sir. I, uh, I'm struggling to understand how somebody could get this so wrong. This is not from, you know, many, many months ago where the circumstances could have changed so dramatically. This is five weeks ago, July 8th, President Biden. A likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. Zero. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. I don't understand, honestly, how a commander-in-chief could be as ill-informed or just maybe as ignorant as, as President Biden is here. Literally everything he said on July 8th uh, that would not happen is happening right now. It happened over the weekend, and he's on vacation, not talking to the American people. Your reaction to that, sir? Well, no, you're exactly right, Bob. Um, and, and the fact that he has not taken a question from the press, has not come out and made a statement, has not come out and addressed the nation. Um, th- th- that's the part I think this, you know, you're the president of the United States, you're the commander in chief. Uh, we, 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 all the, the whole country, the whole world is seeing this, this play out on television. Uh, and where's, where's the, where's the president? So I, I, I don't get that. I don't think the American people get that. Um, you know, it's 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 embarrassing. It's wrong. It is not how the president of the greatest country in, in human history is supposed to uh, is supposed to operate. Um, your colleague uh, on the uh, in the House Republicans, Steve Scalise, the Minority Whip, uh, said this is absolutely Joe Biden's Saigon moment. How do you compare uh, the fall of Saigon, the helicopters on the top of the embassy lifting and carrying and evacuating Americans away as the North Vietnamese Army approached? Um, is this exactly what the uh, we're seeing right now? The Taliban playing the role of the North Vietnamese Army and the Americans scrambling to get out in time. Well, it sure appears that way. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what other conclusion you can reach. We we can all see see it play out. We all see what's happening here. Um, and, and again, I, you know, the, the 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 Biden administration is is the one who brought up the comparison. So I don't I don't feel out of place bringing it up. But I just if if it was President Trump, if President Trump was the commander in chief, I just don't see this outcome. I, I mean, here's the problem. I think overall, this administration has projected weakness uh, from the Oval Office. It's obvious. We saw what happened a few months ago. We've talked about this, Bob. We saw what happened a few months ago up in Anchorage, Alaska, where our Secretary of State was meeting with his Chinese counterpart, and we saw the treatment received by Tony Blinken from, from, from his Chinese counterpart. That would not happen to Mike Pompeo in a Trump administration, and everyone knows it. Anyone who's rational and logical knows that's the case. So um, it's unfortunate. It is wrong. It's, it's, it's embarrassing, and maybe more, most importantly, it's, it's, it's scary for security for our country and frankly the security for the entire world um i i'm so glad you brought up that point and i there was a, i haven't played it yet but uh jake tapper 
actually decided to practice some journalism, believe it or not, on CNN uh, in talking to Tony Blinken yesterday. And you're right about the comparison between Blinken and Mike Pompeo, his predecessor in the State Department. Blinken's response to the fall of Kabul and the evacuation of Americans from that embassy, and by the way, the fact that we have to turn around and send three, four, five, six thousand troops back in there just to get Americans yep. and Afghanis who helped the Americans, who assisted us against the Taliban, who are all going to be just destroyed uh, and and mm-hmm. and and just you know subject to unbelievable cruelty uh, when the Taliban you know uh, you know fully takes over. But but uh, Blinken's response to that was, you know, we went there twenty years ago with the mission of. De- dealing with the folks who attacked us on 9-11. So we did that. We accomplished our mission. This is so much different than that now. This is not just about retribution for what happened on 9-11, and that needed to happen when we routed the Taliban, but this is so much different than that now. Where, I, I guess my question for you, sir, is how could they bungle the present? Forget about the past 20 years. How yeah. could they bungle the present yeah. as badly as they are? Well, but tell me what they've done right, Bob. I mean, so again, I do think it's appropriate to step back and look at the broader context. Mm-hmm. Have they handled the crime situation right? Have they handled the economy right? We've got the highest inflation we've had in not how many years. Have they handled the border right? I mean, think about their economic plan. Their economic plan is, oh, lock down the economy, spend like crazy, pay people not to work, and the same people you're paying not to work, tell them they don't have to pay their rent. But for everyone who is working and is paying their rent, they're going to raise your taxes. So, I mean... Tell me what they've done. Tell me about your freedom. Tell me how they've handled COVID. On and, so they have not done one thing right. So frankly, we shouldn't be surprised when they screw this up too. So I mean, it's unfortunate. It's it's it, 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 it's it's scary. I, I don't know what other adjectives you can use. Look at the border. The border was under control, and now we've had month after month after month after month five in a row where we've set a record on illegal crossings. Yeah. So so. They can't do anything right, and, and I've said this many times. This is the worst administration, the worst start to an administration in our lifetimes, Bob. You and I are approximately the same age. When have we ever seen anything this bad, this incompetent, this frustrating, this this wrong? We've never seen it. So, uh, you know, it, it's 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 terrible that it's happening to our great country, but it shouldn't surprise us because they have not well, done one thing right. It's terrible that we have to consider this, too, but we do, and that is uh, the return of radical Islamic terrorist attacks on the United States. We saw virtually for four years under President Trump, you know, next to nothing. ISIS was decimated. Yep. So many of the top commanders of the terror organizations were, were, were killed. Um, and now going again back to Tapper, asking the Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, uh, said uh, Afghanistan now is going to become a hotbed of terrorism, uh, is what Tapper said. And Blinken's response is, well, I can't tell you what the Taliban is going to do. He won't even acknowledge that with the yeah. Taliban in charge and with yeah. high-level uh, al-Qaeda operatives being released from the prison at Bagram, that they're going to reconstitute and begin re- you know, restart their attacks on the United States. At a time when we have, a, in Hillary Clinton's word, a borderless hemisphere. So the Taliban's right. going to, uh, you know, refocus on doing terrorist acts all over the world, and certainly the, the people they want to attack most often are the United States of America. So, so they're going to they're be able to do that and, and move in that direction at a time when we have literally no control over our border. Frankly, there is no border on, on our what used to be our southern border. So that is frightening in the fact that you have the Secretary of State, like, sort of just dismissing the question, again, it shows how bad this administration truly is. 
Um, we're talking with uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, as we do each and every Monday on AM 1420. The answer, I know you are not a national security advisor, nor uh, are you in the Pentagon, but uh, do you have thoughts on what our strategy must be now going forward vis-a-vis the Taliban and al-Qaeda? Yeah, you know, it's... It, it, well, obviously, the, the the you know, he just pulled out, what, 2,500, and he's now sending back to 6,000 to yeah. handle everything else. Uh, I, I don't get that, but but it, it's like... You know, I, I understand that the, the, the concern now why why the troops are heading back in, but it, this thing was so mismanaged, so um, so just uh, not done in a, in, a, in any type of competent fashion. I don't know what the right answer exactly is. Um, this is not my area of expertise, but I will tell you this: um, I, I'm convinced. And again, I didn't bring up the comparison the Democrats did. Uh, then when they said, "Well, the, the Trump administration forces this," they had the agreement. Um, uh, they brought up the comparison, but I just know, I mean, and I think anyone with common sense and logic and reasoning understands that this would not have been the case with a Mike Pompeo State Department in a Trump administration. It just would not have happened that way. Congressman, uh, meanwhile, here on the domestic side of things, uh, we continue to suffer. Uh, gas prices jumped another 20 cents or so over the course of the, uh, the very end of last week. I saw it jump from like 279 to 319, almost in a blink of an eye. Uh, we see inflation in so many other aspects of our American economy. And now Joe Biden has permanently, I just saw this news this morning, expanded and increased food stamp allotment. Um, are, we doomed, are we doomed if the liberal Democrats maintain power to yeah. becoming a socialist welfare state where everybody is going to be fed and clothed and housed by the government rather than given the opportunity to, uh, to you know, fend for themselves? Of course we are. It's basic mathematics. It's basic, uh, basic economics. Like, but again, Bob, they, 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 you now have a major, uh, major political party controlled by the left, and the left that controls that party doesn't like the country. They don't like the country. They don't like the principles and, and, and institutions and, and foundations that made us the best country ever. They don't like all that. They're trying to fundamentally change it, and they're doing just that. Uh, so, yes, if we, don't, if we don't change, if we don't elect Republicans in 2022, re-elect <coughs> re President Trump in 2024, I don't know. We're in big trouble. We can already see. I mean, think of we went from, we went from the, one of the greatest economies in the last 50 years with President Trump to now record inflation. We went from a secure border to chaos on the border. We went from peace in the Middle East to rockets being, thousands of rockets being fired on Israel, and now what's happening in Afghanistan. We actually went from a country that respected the Constitution and the rule of law to now attacks on your fundamental liberties, every right you enjoy under the First Amendment, and on and on we could go. So, yeah, this is the worst administration in history, and if we don't change who controls Congress uh, in about 17 months, we're going to be in big trouble. We would just add one to your list. You know, we went from being a net exporter of energy for the first time in American history yeah, to energy, last right. week, to last week before he went to Camp David in hiding, Joe Biden going on television and asking oil producing nations, yeah. OPEC, to, st- to start pumping and providing more oil. I mean, for goodness sakes, we literally didn't need them. We were free of them. We are, we were free of, of Middle we Eastern nations that did not like the United States. Yeah. Go ahead. We went from energy independence to gas lines. We went from energy independence to giving Putin the pipeline he wanted. We went from energy independence to now having the commander-in-chief of our country go beg OPEC to increase production. you got to be kidding me. That is, the, that, is the Joe, that is the Biden administration. And the idea that they're going to try to blame the Trump administration just drives me nuts because, again, anyone who will use any basic logic understands the difference between the two administrations. 
Um, any one of about half dozen of the issues you and I have talked about in this short interview, I believe, are impeachable for Joe Biden. I think his c- categorical misunderstanding and mishandling of Afghanistan puts American lives in jeopardy, puts American allies' lives in jeopardy. The man literally just five weeks ago said, no, that won't happen, no, that won't ho- happen, no, that won't happen, completely oblivious to what is going on. I think he's incapable. Either impeachment or the invocation of the 25th Amendment, something has to happen here. What say yeah. you about that? Yeah, no, look, look we're, we're looking at all that. Uh, we're looking at also Mayorkas, this, this, the Secretary of, of Homeland Security, yeah. for his incompetence on the border. So um, you gotta, you got to be able to, you don't, you don't want to do what Democrats did. you got to be able to point to the high crimes and misdemeanors here. But it sure seems like uh, this is the direction that we have to pursue um, and look at as, uh, as we see just the, the day after day, week after week. The incompetence and the ridiculous decisions made by this way. Well, this would be nothing like what the Democrats did. They they tried to impeach him because they didn't like him. They said, "Let's start the impeachment before he was elected." For crying out loud! Uh, and then they tra- then they manufactured with the Russia hoax in order to you to do it. None of that is happening oh, sure. here. This isn't about dislike. Sure. This is about this is about uh, just absolute failure no. putting Americans' Very lives true. in jeopardy. Uh, you know, by by Very by true. complete abandonment of of, of uh, and abdication of his, his responsibilities. Congressman Jordan, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you, you soon. Right. That's Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. The second hour is all yours. 216-901-0945. Dial now. Get in line on AM 1420, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.